This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. Thanks to Harlan Hogan's VoiceOver Essentials, the home of the Porterbooth Pro and Rode microphones. Uh, this week we're going to look at a few of the um, questions and bits and pieces that have come in via our Facebook and via our website. Uh, the first one comes from Christopher Hoekstra. I hope that's how you pronounce your name, Christopher. Uh, he's based in the UK. His question was, um, he said he really enjoys the podcast series. I like that bit. Uh, he was curious whether you think that having an OC818 with the Bluetooth dongle is better over the OC18. Uh, does it make better sense for voiceover? Is it worth spending nearly twice the money? I have a whisper room and would really only be using the mic for recording VO. But perhaps investing in the OC818 for increased versatility may be better investment long term, particularly if you travel or need to record in different environments. Curious, what are your thoughts? Let's start with Robert. Robert. Go, Robert. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not totally familiar with the models. I've never used them. But I'm understanding, is one a cardioid only and the other one's a multi-pattern? And in fact, the other one's the dual yeah. diaphragm, so you can change the pattern after the fact? That's correct. Um if you're really into it, that other mic is really nice. That, you know, being able to change the patterns after the after the fact, and probably not so practical. I don't know that you're really going to get into doing that. I would note that having a multi-pattern mic does give you options, and I can give you an example here. So here's this mic in cardioid, and this is how I sound. And here's this mic in figure eight, Ooh. which is a lot more proximity, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, and then here's this mic in Omni, which probably sounds a lot more open and natural. It does. So, and then here we, here we go, back to cardioid. So, <laughs> to your ears, right. Robbo, what are you hearing? Crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> to be honest, with, to be, if I was honest with Robert, uh, I, I, I see uses for all three settings. Uh, if I was doing radio promos and I want the big, ballsy sound, I would probably go the figure eight that you just played us. Uh, audio books, possibly the cardioid, if that's what you're on now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think you could muck around and change it, um, definitely change it depending on what you were doing, for sure. Well, if he's got a whisper room, so hopefully the whisper room has been treated, you know, well, um, and it doesn't sound too boxy, um, figure eight would be really cool. I mean, I use figure eight when I use a large diaphragm mic and then... But I do, I do notice that um, things actually beef up when you use figure eight and uh, thin out a bit when you go into cardioid. Right, and then really thin out in Omni. I mean, the, so like with figure eight, you, you get probably the most proximity effect, which you also get a similar thing with the shotgun. I think the only difference with the shotgun is that you're not so close to it. The nature of the shotgun is you're farther away from the actual diaphragm. But it still has, you know, because I didn't change my position physically where I was talking against the mic when I switched those. But yeah, the figure eight got a lot bigger sounding, the cardioids in between that, and then the Omni is very natural and open. And if you want that flexibility, then, and especially with the OC818, you can do every variable in between those. Like this is just a three pattern mic, but with the OC818, you have that, I believe, continuously available to you. And even with that plug-in across multiple frequency bands, is that right, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. So the plug-in works uh, post, but um, with the Bluetooth, this is mm -hmm. the difference between using the polar patterns on the front of the mic as opposed to the Bluetooth. If you have the app on your phone or your tablet and you're using the Bluetooth, then you have, I think it's about 250 variations of 
polar patterns, where if you're using the microphone, you just have the standard, you know, cardioid, hypercardioid, figure eight, and omni. Sure. Okay, so the Bluetooth gives you the almost continuous variable polar pattern. Like like you realize on yeah. a tube mic, often it's just a switch dial or a continuous dial that you can go between your polar patterns. Um, so, But I think with the plug-in, you can change the polar pattern separately across a c- couple different frequency bands. You could have like a cardioid high frequency and a figure eight low frequency or something, I thought. Yeah, well, that's the plug-in. So you've got the two up, you've got two things going. You've got the, um, the app on your phone or tablet, and then you've got the plug-in. Um, which you'd use on your computer in post, which gives you five frequencies and you can adjust the polar patterns in five separate frequencies, which is really right. cool. Which is like, I've never experienced that. Like, <laughs> I've, I've never been able to do that with any mic. Um, but that's yeah. what you're able to do. I imagine that plugin would work on any mic that delivers you the two capsules separately um, because that's how it, it does. makes the different polar patterns. So that's you know you there's a Lewitt microphone that does the same thing and so you might not need the the Austrian audio to achieve that uh, necessarily playing with the polar patterns um, so really the question is do you like the way the mic sounds and if you do then get that and if you want to have flexibility of the plug the the polar patterns certainly that OC818 with the Bluetooth option is more than variable <laughs> it seems pretty cool yeah see i, I my my fi- my answer to his question would be with in regards to the 818 would be well are you doing a whole bunch of different stuff are you going to have a need like I, I as i said i kind of see a use for the three different patterns um yeah you or are you just doing one style of sort of voiceover audio books or radio commercials or whatever in which case it probably is overkill I mean, the reality is you're probably leaving your mic in cardioid most of the time. Yep, agreed. Yeah, yeah, my question is for you guys. Like, say, for instance, you're traveling and you use something like a Portabooth Pro, um, which, if you're not careful, is going to sound really boxy. So that being the case, would you use Omni or some other polar pattern if you were in that kind of enclosed sort of Portabooth environment? Yeah, I don't you'd know. Have to, I, would, I would imagine you'd want it to be cardioid because um, you're not going to want to pick up the um, the figure eight's going to have a node in the back, and even the the hyper cardioids like the uh, the shotgun mics they also have a, a node in the back. It's just the physics of it. Um, the one thing that's interesting, you look at Beatle recordings, and sometimes they're overdubbing, and you notice they're not. I believe they're not wearing headphones, and what they have is a speaker directly to the side. And if you send a speaker straight into the side of a figure eight, especially a ribbon figure eight, you'd be amazed at the rejection. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It because the 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 sound pressure is equal on both sides of that of that ribbon, and it doesn't go anywhere. So uh, it's um it's pretty interesting. You can play with that. Like figure eight can be very useful for rejecting from the sides. Um, and if that's what you need in a particular situation, but in rejecting from the sides, it reach for, it reaches further to the back and there's where you get your figure eight. Now that leads to the next question perfectly. Uh, this one comes from Kylie Maloney, uh, out of New Zealand. And, um, she's talking about Rode microphones. She said, I keep being amazed by the quality of Rode's mics. Uh, just the other day, I heard some stunning vocal reviews with the NTR. Now, because we're talking about ribbons a minute ago, then this is kind of a nice lead-in um, for the Rode ribbon mic, the NTR. Uh, she wants to know whether it would be any good for voiceover. 
Not a big fan of ribbons on voiceover from me. Yeah, it's probably a way to get a pretty classic sounding voiceover sound. It probably won't be too. The, the, the NTR is an active ribbon, right? Oh, that's a question. I'm not sure. Or is it just a passive yeah, yeah. rhythm? But typically, the ribbons are not going to have the same high end response as a condenser. Uh, you certainly are, should not have an essing problem on a on a ribbon. No. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, it's so depending on the voice and the style, maybe it's interesting, but it's probably not the most uh, used color of microphone for VO. Not not these days. I think as an audio engineer, I'd be reaching for the top end when I was EQing and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. I think I'd be winding it. But the interesting of- thing about ribbons is that they do take, they they sound very natural and they do take to EQ well. I've I've been I've been impressed when using ribbons, but. There, there's a lot of things about them. I mean, they're they're just basically by nature figure eight microphones. They don't handle plosives very well. Usually, um, more just in general, more delicate. You're not traveling with one uh, consistently without probably eventually hurting it. Depending on the mic, I don't know. They, they they're kind of impractical. Not the sound that everyone's looking for, but there's certainly some nice ribbon mics out there. Yeah, the Rode is an active ribbon. Oh, is it? It okay, is active. Well, so it go. probably has better high end. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's trying to kind of get a little bit more condenser and higher output, like, um, and that that that'll help it sound more modern for sure. I would get an what is it an NT one the 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 classic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the yeah. That, that would be my choice. Can't go wrong if with I was that. talking yeah. directly to Kylie. You at least need that, and then you can kind of have Mark other around. options beyond that that might be interesting. But yeah, that's that's gonna be your your standard well here's another question i'm not sure where she's from this was from maria i'm sure she'll know who where she's from uh short and sharp hello what's your perspective on the uh zoom h2n as a recording device now you've got a h2 Mm. i have an h6 H6. um yeah i've got an h6 which i I, love Uh, i love the h6 and now there's an h8 yes I um I, I to, to give Maria some perspective. I used a H six uh, a little while ago to record an outside broadcast for another podcast that I work on. We had uh, three people down at Bondi Beach, and uh, and I had uh, my forty one six as a Atmos mic, and it handled it beautifully. Uh, it sound it sounded it sounded awesome. Plenty of recording space. Obviously, dependent on the um the card that you use, how much storage is on there, but um, it was great. I, I would, wouldn't think about anything else if I had to do it again. And if you were going to turn that around into a home recording situation, I don't see why you wouldn't, Robert. I've, uh, for, for just a few inputs, it's not great on the monitoring as an audio interface, but it really does get the job done. So you, you, know, you go into the menu and you make it a, um, an audio interface. It'll work for an iOS device and also for a computer. And and you can get you know at least two, and I think in in the right mode, in the multi-track mode with a computer, you can get six inputs into the computer that way with the uh, at least with the H H six. Um, it's a super small, super handy, sounds good. You know, it's got two mics just on the front of it, <laughs> and then you can plug in extra mics if you need. Yeah. Well, the, the thing for me that I love is yeah. um, doing radio work. Is I I'm always on the hunt for you know, we call them punter IDs, but, you know, going out on the streets and recording people going, yeah, I love the music, blah, blah, blah. The thing I love about it is the mic that comes with it that sort of plugs in on top. For that sort of stuff with the big woolly pop shield on is awesome. 
Um, so it sort of gives and, me. And, and which mic is that? There's a variety of mics you can. Well, there's get. the there's, uh, the, there's, the, X, there's the there's the XY. Yep, and there's the um the yep. little round. Mm-hmm. Well, the 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 round one is stereo too. It is stereo. It's it's MS, so it gives you a a center. I, I guess it's a center omni. Mm. You know, talk about polar patterns, right? The the figure. I think what is it? Figure eight plus omni. Figure eight minus omni, and then you get your left right out of a MS microphone, or maybe it's or it's cardioid. The, the the front mic is probably a cardioid. Maybe there's a shotgun mic you can get for it. I've seen that. Absolutely. Do you reckon you could use that as a yeah, location? I mean, you could use it as a location mic, probably at a pinch. Probably. I mean, it's probably not a super tight shotgun pattern, but anyways, yes, we like we like the zoom. Right. And and this is the H2. I've not used it specifically, but uh, you know, I I would say that if you can get one for a little bit more money that can also work as an interface, then you have an investment. Totally. You can use it for your computer input, and it's a recorder. Yeah. I, I think that's the H4 is, is the first one. The there. H4 is the first one, then. I'm pretty sure the H4 can also be an interface for at least a computer. Yes, it can. Perhaps not an iOS device. It yeah, can. Indeed. Yeah. I think it's also got guitar yeah. effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've saved one last question for you, Robert, and, and, and I think you're going to love this. In fact, I think you're going to enjoy answering this. We got an email the other day. Uh, from Don't ben, process your voice. From no. Ben Olson. Uh, Hi, are you guys using Clean Feed? I have a bet going. Ha ha, love the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Robert, Rob, you, uh, you should probably let Ben know what we're doing. In fact, today is a perfect example. You, you can uh, let Ben know what's going on. Uh, let's see. Well, we're, we're using Source Connect Pro over at your side, and then you're recording Andrew and I directly onto three tracks, or yourself and then me and Andrew on the other two tracks, or three tracks into Pro Tools, right? Perfect. So we have three Source yep. Connect connections happening. And, and then, with at least on my side, you're using the Q Manager, so you're guaranteed whatever happens that it's clean. Yep. Perfect. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, so what you're hearing is unaltered audio recorded straight off Source Connect today. So Ben, I, thanks I, for asking. Well, yeah, and the only question I would, the only thing I would say to Ben is try that with Clean Feed. <laughs> I honestly don't know that much about it. I don't <laughs> I mean, either. I know it's a Chrome solution. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, right. It's yeah. Chrome, and it's it's like it's like Source Connect now. Uh, probably a little bit. I'd, I'd assume more developed. We have not done a particular huge amount with Source Connect now recently, but if we're going to wrap up, let's just wrap up with one nice one. Okay, one last one. Uh, this is a guy, Scott McDonald, who lives in Finland. So hopefully he's got a pair of Genelex there. Um, he's just bought himself a new 500 series mic preamp, which I've never heard of, but uh, Robert, I'm sure you have. It's the Cransborn Audio Camden 500 mic pre. Uh, I've not heard of, I mean, I've, I've, I think I've heard of the company because I think they make a number of 500 series chassis that are interesting because they have built-in USB audio interfaces, I believe. Um, but generally, most things that are 500 series are at least in the mid to very upper end of the mic preamp offerings out there. So probably good. If you give me a second, I will look at it. Hold on. I'm just looking at it myself. Oh, it's actually Cranborn, not Cransborn. And that's like, like, like I said, usually mid to upper end preamps are made on those cards. Uh, are made available as those cards, um, you know, in that format. So I would assume that it's it's not BS, you know. It, it looks kind of mid-tier, I'd say. 
you have to decide if you like, you know, its saturation circuit for for emulating a transformer, and if it does its thing and you like it, then great. Um, I've not used it, so can't really say. Yeah, interesting. Hey, uh, let let let's just stroke our egos. I I've got to read this one because this is a nice one. This came from Dave G in Tampa, Florida. Uh, and I, I won't read it all because it's really long, but there was a couple of nice things that I, th- I thought would sort of, you know, make us feel warm and fuzzy about coming back next week. He says, uh, let me say with the warmest intentions that your podcast fucking rocks. The guests, the chemistry, the awesome insights, the info, it's the best. Been doing VO for 35 years, but home studio for only about four full time. He goes on to talk about uh, his trip down to Australia, but he finishes by saying, uh, thanks for the info, the great quality and the content never stop. One more thing, go road. I use an NT1 and a high profile producer once complimented me on it, asking if it was a U87. Like George says, it's all about the space and decent voice helps too. Cheers, oi, oi, oi. (laughs) There you go. Nice. Very nice. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. See? Very cool. Aussie. Must be. Thank you. Complimentary Aussie. <laughs> Lovely. This show was mixed by Voodoo Sound. Edit by Andrew Peters. Using Source Connect Now and Rode Microphones. With technical support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe and like us. You're for trouble. I have found you.